<laughs> That's right. The, the the cops called uh Chris at like eleven at night to be like, hey, we heard your wife was like posting about us. I like that we have Tom Sexton mm-hmm. and Tom from TB and Terrence. It's yes, we have three names for two people. Everyone. Every group <laughs> DM I'm in with Tom, he has the Trillbillies main account and then his own account. Ah. Uh, and and he goes back and forth on the two as if they're two different. Yeah, who would I, do imagine that? imagine using your own podcast Twitter account as a second Twitter account. I got plausible deniability for any cancelable offense I'm committing in the DMs. <laughs> yes. It was Terrence. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> All right. Uh, is everyone everyone going? We got the yeah, main yeah, recording yeah. going. Okay. Yes, sir. Everyone sees the screen. Right? Uh, yep. I should that's, probably get the drops. That's up. gone poorly. Uh, yeah. I should probably do that. That's what I should do. Okay. Okay. I've got the stream pulled up. Uh. Oh man, it's a good thing I didn't fucking play that as the news drop. Good lord. Uh, oh what, no, what was, what was it? it? <laughs> Oh, wait, that's the Bond theme song, so it's fine. Right. Fine. What I thought it was was this. Sounds like some pedophile shit. <laughs> also, now I gotta fucking stop this first one. How do I stop this? Stop doing this. Fuck. <laughs> there. Jesus. Well, it's a wind up with the it. highest production R- quality R- podcast. R- the in high, the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The we- very, very high production quality here <laughs> on Well, There's yeah. Your Problem. You guys are already doing better than it's, us. Yeah, I'm. It's, it's, I'm, fi- I'm finally ready to fucking record an episode of the podcast that I do every week. I'm not getting any better at this. Yes. Welcome to Well, there's your problem. A podcast about engineering disasters, which has slides, which is um, of slides. itself a disaster. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Justin Rosniak. I'm the person who is talking right now. My pronouns are he and him. Okay. Uh, ooh, he and him. Yes. Getting fancy. Uh, I'm Alice Caldwell Kelly. I'm the person who's talking now. My pronouns are she and her. Liam. Yay, Liam. Uh, <laughs> someone said they liked that. So, uh, Liam Anderson. My pronouns are he and him. Guests. Yes. I'm Terrence Ray. Pronouns he and him as well. I'm Tom Sexton, and I'm a he and a him as well. Okay. That's right. We have the, we have the chill bullies on. We're having a good oh, yeah. time. That's yeah. right. <laughs> okay. Most relaxing voices in podcasting. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the not young no. though. <laughs> so, what you see on the screen in front of you is a suspension bridge. Yeah, okay. right. a lot of it's broken. Why didn't they build it to be more rigid? That's right. I've been saying this because it's Alice, a suspension. Alice, if you can make that pillar on the bottom left that much more rigid, none of this would have happened. That's right. See, the problem is it's like canted over because of not being rigid enough. Now, what you would notice is the flexible parts of the bridge are still standing. It's the rigid parts that fell down. Right. Yeah, more rigid. That's why we said more rigid. You never listen. I, so I, this hate, is... to, I hate to out um, my co-host here, but Tom Sexton is death like deathly afraid of bridges whatever the Same. phobia is for bridges i've seen him have multiple panic attacks going over Not bridges. these bridges interestingly but like <laughs> driving over like oh, like interstate bridges i hate that Same. like so these Same. you're good with 
Oh, those are fine. Yeah. Like I would like operate, you know, I'd like operate heavy machinery and like, you know, ride a unicycle across that thing. <laughs> <laughs> got, a, got a case of pontifobia. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is that what it is? Uh, that's, that's when you're afraid of the Pope. Oh, <laughs> no, that's pontifactophobia. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, normally on, on a podcast like this, normally we do like really big disasters and this is just like a little footbridge that fell down but this footbridge falling down caused an international incident <laughs> huh. uh, today we're going to talk about the vulcan bridge <laughs> very cool name i have to say right off the top uh very great name yeah kind of uh, uh kind of grandiose for such a modest bridge but yeah you, know. <laughs> you kind of think that this should be going over like lava or something or the bridge <laughs> right. itself should be spitting flames at the tracks behind it <laughs> yeah, just yeah. a guy with like a battleath on it in the middle and you gotta get past him i love the idea that the toll operator just has a flamethrower yeah. like just in case you try to skip the toll he's ready for you we joke <laughs> We joke, but I guarantee you a guy with a chainsaw probably patrols this thing several times a day. Hell yes. Day. <laughs> but first, we have to do the goddamn news. Yay, I got the right button this time. Hooray. I like that you have a CSX. Oh, because it says do not hump. Yes. <laughs> You've and, heard of um, do not eat. Now get ready for Do Not Eat After Dark. Do not hop. A man. <laughs> no. Bonus man episode. Was caught in the MTA Croton Harmon Yard for the Metro North Railroad uh -huh. uh, banging his girlfriend uh -huh. on company time, drawing <laughs> overtime. A dude's oh, rocket class hero. Yeah, what something to bang. <laughs> <laughs> Although, this is not the only instance of things like this happening, because just this very week, uh, a Royal Navy officer on a ballistic missile submarine got done for, like, making porno on the submarine base. I don't know if she actually did it on the submarine, which would have been cool, but like, yeah, no, she had a fucking like private snap and stuff and was just like posing and stuff and like doing sex stuff on the naval base, which to me is cool. Yeah, right, like, Wintertime in the Navy, you make your own fun, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I figure, I, I thought it was someone bringing someone else in to do porno and I was like, that seems like a lot of work, but I guess yeah, if you a... already live on the base, then, then alright, whatever. what's the big deal? What's the yeah, big deal? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mm, I don't know. <laughs> like, is it worse to bring someone in to make the porno, or to like, make the porno with your co-workers? It's worse to bring someone in, right? Because, well, I guess you have to talk about power structures and all that, yeah. and the idea of exploiting Is there a like, rank imbalance there? Yeah, yeah. exactly, mm -hmm. but like, for that sake yeah. reasons, you, you want your on-base <laughs> girlfriend, right? <laughs> <laughs> the NATSEC fuck is like two lanyards and the ID cards are like bumping against Twisting each other as you're fucking. Yes. Oh, oh, oh baby, you get real kinky and tie him up with their lanyard. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that's uh, that, that's the ever the sex life of everyone inside the Beltway. Yeah, <laughs> inside the Beltway in more ways yeah. than one. That's right. Oh uh, yeah. More like CSXY, huh? No, no, I have a question, Justin. Um, where were these people having sex? Were they on top of the train, in the train, just in the train were, rail yard? 
they were in the train yard. Uh, I don't know. I don't know much more else because I didn't actually read the article. Well, you I just want to be in a cab because it's February, man. You want to uh, be in want, a heated yeah, cab. I don't need to be. Uh, but, but they're like those Metro North trains with like the really tiny cab. Uh, well, so. I mean, people people fucking like airplane bathrooms. Yeah, if you can fucking an airplane bathroom. Maybe that's like part of the allure. And on the other hand, if you're doing it outside, it reminds me of like this apocryphal story uh, about Winston oh. Churchill when he was prime minister in the 60s. Uh, they... Got told, yeah, you know this one. Uh, he, the cabinet secretary tells him, yeah, one of your ministers was caught having sex with a guardsman in St. James's Park last night. And Churchill, in a sort of very Churchillian way, is supposed to have gone, last night, the coldest night of the year, Makes you proud to be British. <laughs> Apparently, this guy did it a lot. Uh, they uh, they observed him doing it at least three times. What the train uh, guy? Uh, yeah, he took at least one time. He took a three-hour lunch. Cool, cool. <laughs> so he lay in that pipe also. Right. Yeah, and he's a gourmand, which. <laughs> So I mean, ladies, uh, uh, get at this guy. <laughs> also, how fucking perverse are railroad cops to be like, uh, we observed the suspect in a coitus-style situation. Also, subsequent times, we, we also further observed the suspect, because we had to go back, because we're fucking nasty. Nasty little piss pigs. We had to watch this guy fuck three times. I, I, I don't know why it has to be news. You could just tell the guy, hey, just don't don't fuck in the railroad yard. Yeah. yeah. There's an OSHA regulation against this. Well, apparently he brought her keep in the, three keep times. The high really, vis um, on at least. That's my kick. Only observed <laughs> high vis stays on during sex. Uh, he was observed bringing her in. He was a 25 year vet, so that I really appreciate that this oh, was just an old yeah. head doing this. Yeah, literally and, ready to risk it all. Uh, brought her in three times, but they only observed him quote kissing and having intimate contact uh -huh. uh, once. So handy, right? Like that's yeah. what that means. <sighs> so he was doing. That just gets everyone horny, man. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she was just really into the trains, and she was like, "Yeah, you got to take me to see the trains, and then also fuck me." Like, yeah. if you take me to the Grotten Yard, Grotten Yard I'll give you a handy. This <laughs> 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 old ass man is like, this is the best deal I've ever heard in my fucking life. Let's go. <laughs> Alright. Um, I only had one news today. Yeah, that's all right. We stretched that out. <laughs> we said, yeah, that's the tea. Speaking of us. O okay. Yeah, so we're here. Yes. Thank you. We're here. We're we're in the <clears throat> Appalachian Mountains, right? Beautiful. Um gorgeous, I, baby. Yes. Um, the only place I'll ever feel at home, man. That and the well what oh god. Oh. They're very old. They're like four hundred eighty million years old. The second oldest oh. in the world, apparently. Um, oh. been, been voting against their own interests for uh, 480 million years now. <laughs> it's just a bunch of dinosaurs being <laughs> being like no regulation. <laughs> we too will get black to black lug if we feel like yeah. it. Dinosaur yeah. resignedly voting for the meteor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
bunch of, de- bunch of de- uh, Democrat dinosaurs from up north being like, man, those dinosaurs are stupid. Why don't they vote? Ag- why do they always vote against their own interests? And then you get some fucking Amy McConnell's not Amy McConnell. What's her fucking name? McGrath. And McGrath sore talking about how actually she will embrace the media. (laughs) (laughs) J.D. Vance-asaurus. God damn it. We're going to find common ground with Meteor. So the, the mountains were once as tall as like the Rockies or the Alps. They were worn down over time by wind. Since they're very old, they have, you know, good stuff like coal in there, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and there's yeah, lots of... Crack it open like a Kinder Egg, and there you go. Hmm. Yes. Let's go to toy inside. <laughs> it's, just got, it's got like a 30-foot no, no, tall got, excavator. It's got, it's got coal. Coal is the opposite of a toy. Coal is literally a toy, We established dude. that at Christmas. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right, dude. That's right. The plastic has stress is more energy dense than some fucking coal. You're right. You're right. I'll just go fuck myself. <laughs> um, there are many. Wow, this photo came out really low res. Ooh, um, that's three whole pixels. Oof. This is uh, this is part of the uh, the unfortunate pixel deficit in uh, West Virginia. Um, <laughs> quite a bit of it trust me yeah <laughs> so what one river that goes through the appalachians is the tug fork right it is a fork of the big sandy river it's also what it, that guy was doing in the train yard where we live justin is the headwaters of the uh, big sandy river so we're all tied uh-huh. together baby i'll start yes. right there very That's imaginatively right. named the Big Sandy River. I really yeah. like this place called Dismal. That's- <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just as advertised. <laughs> this river goes through. This river marks the border between West Virginia and Kentucky. Uh, you know, it's sort of this relatively flat route through the mountains. Um, so you know. So in the late 1800s, it was the ideal spot for a railroad, right? Yay. That railroad was the Norfolk and Western. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with the North and Western aside from this, like, fucking Sarlacc on the bottom left? (laughs) Oh. Yeah, the uh, the 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 sandworm here devouring all the industry. Yeah, <laughs> the coal yeah. must flow. I guess. Yeah, yes, this is actually how. It's a little known fact, but uh, if you'll look at the giant Dune monster from Dune, uh, yeah, Dune from the movie Dune. Right. Yeah. That's actually the first prototype <laughs> of the Norfolk and Western. They ended up with these small quote locomotives, but their prototypes were actually giant uh, mile long sandworms. Mm. Not many people know that. <laughs> See, they, they thought the big sandy river was sandy enough for the sandworm, but it turns out <laughs> it was mostly mountain. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So the Norfolk and Western started out as the Atlantic, Mississippi, and Ohio Railroad. This is a merger of several railroads that have been blown to smithereens in the Civil War. What do the notes uh, say, Roz? What? What did the note say, Roz? It says blown to shit. I did say <laughs> this bad. is the PG thirteen version. 
Oh, heck. Right. Oh, beans juice. There's your problem. <laughs> yeah, well, there's your problem. We don't need those, that explicit tag anymore. This is the clean version, baby. So, so I stretched a whopping 408 miles from Norfolk, Virginia to Bristol, Virginia, which is over here, mm-hmm. uh, passing through uh, Petersburg and Lynchburg, right? Um, and the president was this guy named William Mann, right up here, right? This is, is it uh, Mann. It's spelled like fucking Mahoney. It's Mann. It might be Mahoney. It's Mann. I don't. Well, isn't Vince McMahon also spelled Mahoney? Well, he's McMahon. No. Yeah, but no. hmm. I, don't know. I don't know. That that, that uh, e on the end there is the throwing me off. The guy from Jack's Vanicate is Andrew McMahon. Listen, I'm never gonna get a railroad <laughs> baron's name right on general principle just because I don't respect them. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, Billy Mahoney here. Yeah, Billy Mahoney. <laughs> yeah. Classic antebellum railroad guy, right? Oh, no. He was educated at Virginia Military <laughs> I just, I just had a horrible fucking idea, which is the clap emojis. Higher, more, Irish, railroad barons. <laughs> <laughs> hokey, 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 high. Down with tech, VMI. Yes. So, um... Yeah, so he, he was a VME. He was briefly an officer in the United States Army. Um, I think it was the Army. I don't know which one it was. Uh, then he, he did what all railroad bar- barons do and resign his commission at the first available opportunity and go work as an engineer for the railroad, right? Uh, sort of an uh, engineer in the, in the building stuff sense, not in the driving the train sense, right? No. Oh. Um, so then uh, the, the, the Civil War broke out, and he was like, okay, I, I'm a Confederate now. So he became... <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Launching an exciting new rebrand. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Goes to fight for the Confederacy. And then afterwards, he lost, of course, and went back to working for the railroad, right? How do you um, be a railroad guy and pick the losing side? Like, one of the reasons why the, the US won was having fucking ten times the length of railroad track. Like, how? Why? Uh, probably uh, hubris. Because you went to uh. VMI, and therefore <laughs> oh, yeah. one of the worst <laughs> human beings ever born. <laughs> I mean, that's say nothing of putting an Irishman in charge, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's probably drunk. Hey, after afterward, yes. Don't listen. Yeah. Not probably. Don't belittle my people. <laughs> Billy Mahoney, Battle of Spotsylvania, doesn't know which way is up. Look at that beard. Does that beard tell you the man knew which way was up? No, it does not. That beard tells you my guy had a serious drinking problem. <laughs> so, um, he went back to work for the railroad after the war. He later had sort of a, a change right. of heart, and he read the led the uh, readjustment party in Virginia, had some kind of complex political motivations, but the gist of it was, uh, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to do a reconstruction, we're going to have total, complete equality for blacks and whites, we're going to repeal the poll tax, we're going to fund integrated education, lots of other nice things like that, and we're going to make West Virginia pay for it. <laughs> this I was, uh, rules? I put yeah. a big question mark down in this column. Like, this is good? I think? Uh, well, the readjustment party was re- remarkably successful. He was elected to the Senate on this platform in 1881. And, um, you know, there's a sort of this multiracial, multi-party, populist, left-wing coalition that was winning Uh-oh. seats in Virginia. <laughs> uh, which CIA is so got the- him with a cancer gun. 
Poor yeah, Lee exactly. The, uh, <laughs> the 1880s CIA. Um, yeah, it's, it's just in, Pinkerton. In, in 1880s, it was the cirrhosis gun, but yeah. <laughs> Pinkerton's just lugging a giant like a fucking syringe. For a and they just pumping syphilis into this guy. <laughs> yeah. It takes 20 Pinkertons to poison a man, but once we poison a man, we do it right. <laughs> four horse carts laden down with a giant syphilis gun <laughs> looking like a Jules Verne novel yeah like a syphilis gatling gun you can give so many people syphilis with this thing so um, so a bunch of conservative democrats managed to get themselves elected in the uh, 1890s and you know after seeing the horrors that the readjusters had wrought on Virginia I mean I believe uh, Danville, Virginia, had a majority black city council as a result of uh, some of the readjuster reforms. Um, they, they, these, these Democrats come in and they immediately pass the harshest Jim Crow laws imaginable. The Democrats. Damn well sure this doesn't happen again. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, we're compromising with the KKK. We yeah. see you. We hear you. You're valid. Jim Crow. <laughs> So one of the things that propelled these readjusters into office was the Panic of 1873, right? Which, um, oh hell yeah, you know, was is a uh, you know an economic crisis that hit the South particularly hard because um, all all Southern you know businesses, enterprises, whatever, immediately just got bought up by Northern uh, creditors, which included uh, Mahoney's uh, AMO Railroad, right? Um, so the Northern creditors swooped in, they bought it. It was bought by E.W. Clark and Company, who appointed this guy, Clarence Howard Clark, who is uh, a uh, big... Don't uh, trust a guy with three first yeah. names. Yeah. He's <laughs> a big hey. uh, real estate developer. He's <laughs> <laughs> a big real estate developer in West Philadelphia, right where I am, actually. Clark Park, which is down the street from me, is named after him. Um, they put him on the board of directors. They put Frederick J. Kimball as the first vice president. Uh, they renamed the railroad the Norfolk and Western, and they just operated this as a southern extension of the Pennsylvania Railroad, right? By way of the Shenandoah Valley Railroad here, which met the AMO main line at a place called Big Lick. <laughs> okay. There was, a, there was a salt lick there in the Roanoke River. Uh -huh. All the animals would come and lick it. Big Lick. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's later a place in Virginia decided, called Licking Hole Creek, so, you know. <laughs> we got one here called Big Bone Lick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, the, I, I kind of envy the US, right? Because all of your, like, rude place names are so straightforward, right? Like, whereas ours are just like, oh, I come from a small village called Upper Twaffles Bottom, or something like that. Like, it's just so <laughs> pathetic compared to the directness of somewhere like Climax, or Intercourse, or Big Lick, yeah. right? <laughs> Don't you guys have multiple grope lanes uh yes although that's like descriptive right that's not like it's not a coincidence it's just that's literally no, i know it's the, not yeah it's, it, it was a red light district and then it got changed to like grope lane afterwards <laughs> oh good Boring. yeah yeah where's well, your imagination alice <laughs> but if you see a grope lane or a grope street in in a british town that's why it's because it used to be grope cunt 
so so eventually they 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 got sick of calling it Big Lick. They renamed the city Roanoke once it got big enough to be a city. Uh, um, yeah. Oh wait, uh, can someone censor me uh, in the edit when I say the c word? Because because uh, 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 yeah. my mom will listen to the podcast. Okay, Censor me also. Yeah. In oh, fact, yeah, okay. you use the censor beep that I have that just didn't censor anything the last time I tried to use it. <laughs> yeah, my mom. My mom. Although it's a proper place name raised me not to use the b word or the c word and right. uh I, like i'll say them sometimes in passing <laughs> and i'll just get like not the c word right but the but the b word the mean name for a lady and my mom will just stare at me and i can feel her pick apart my soul mm. like don't <laughs> like you it. were the don't... one complaining earlier that i was keeping this too uh g-rated yeah, uh, <laughs> you, you, but I didn't write it in the notes. That's the difference. Also, like, what PG thirteen movie lets you say cunt in it? You can say shit in PG thirteen movies. Don't, don't you get shit, but like one fuck and nothing stronger. You get two shits, I think. Uh, two shits and a fuck. Yeah, ask me about my Costco membership. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so that uh, the, these these uh, Pennsylvania railroad guys who come in start an effort to extend the railroad across the Appalachians to the bustling city of Cincinnati, right? Uh, all the way over here. And the route they chose was along the Tug Fork River, right? You know, this <laughs> go, go up from yeah. Big Lick along the Tug Fork. The Tug Fork, <laughs> yes. The Cincinnati. There's Fucking Cincinnati, out. baby. <laughs> Union Town. They... They, uh, you know, this was a pretty important freight and passenger corridor for Southern Virginia. You know, it hits all the population centers. They ran these streamlined express passenger trains called things like the Pocahontas and the Powhatan Arrow. They go from Norfolk to Cincinnati behind these big, nice J-class steam locomotives, right? Mm, they are nice. Um, they had, you could, uh, you get a train from Roanoke direct to New York City back then by way of Harris, uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Um, you we'll know, know what that's the, like. the whole whole Shenandoah Valley had direct uh, rail service, uh, you know, straight to New York City. They don't have that anymore. Um, and they had very, very, very heavy freight traffic, uh, which meant that for most of the early 20th century, they found it worth their while to electrify part of their railroad along the Tug Fork, right? But, hmm. you know, this is all sort of... All this has passed into history now. All this has passed into history. And of course, the real reason you build this railroad is coal, right? Hmm. You know, their main line ran through very rich coal fields owned by uh, a consortium owned by the Norfolk and Western called the Pocahontas Land Corporation, right? Just big fans of Disney movies, I guess. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Well, and maybe it had some mm -hmm. Massachusetts uh, involvement. I don't know. Mm. Uh Oh, so, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm making an Elizabeth Warren joke. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm not going to dignify it with a, a response. Slow on the uptake there. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is a big, big operation. Here's like, here's this was their terminal in uh, in Norfolk, demolished. Aww. Um, here's well, the one in the Roanoke. Now? Ah, vacant lot, probably. Yeah. Here's the one in Roanoke. It's now the O. Winston Link Museum. O. Winston Link did a lot of good photographs of the Norfolk and Western back in the day. He used this pioneering photography technique called using a shitload of flash bulbs. <laughs> um, <laughs> to be fair, they look great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I noticed this, uh, this doesn't take 
this doesn't say taken before explosion. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I did a bunch of a uh, series of photos of the uh, the far southern part of the Norfolk and Western. Um, I think it's called the Ashbury Branch. Um, this this photo is called Maud Bows the Virginia Creeper. When do you think this was taken? Seventy two. Uh, you, you, too late. I'll say yeah. 54. Uh, 56. Huh. Wow, Tom. Yeah. Tom has an eye. I'm yeah. going to just be honest with you. I have a Winston Link picture from Welch, West Virginia. It was taken in 51, so I was just shooting from the hip there based on that. Yeah, based on That'll the style of their clothes and the, their hats. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, Tom. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Ben Pope watched the last steam-powered passenger train. Because Norfolk and Western just kept these steam locomotives until they would not run anymore. <laughs> That's sad until you realize they're looking at a guy getting a handy in a cab with that. That's <laughs> <laughs> his last. Well, that's yeah. his last run. Yeah, 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 deserves a handy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> was it? Was it the Norfolk and Western that retired their steam after they retired their electrics, or is it someone yes, else? Um, they um that that electrified portion on the tug fork. Once they did a realignment, um, they said, well, we don't need these electric trains anymore because we have enough room on the tracks. So they tore down the wires and went back to steam. Cool. <laughs> Just like, what, what are we going to do? Run out of coal? That was the idea. Yeah. Wow. This is it's an very, interesting photo. This is a good one. Hot shot eastbound because you see the steam train. Uh, you see the, the drive-in movie theater with the plane. You see the cars, right? It has 9-11 you know? vibes, honestly. This is true. A second plane has struck the steam engine. <laughs> <laughs> a second train has hit the parking lot. <laughs> Man, this doing 9-11 to a train would be, if nothing else, a more impressive feat of like aviation. Train wins. Train wins. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, I think train beats plane, yeah. This is what you did back in the day. You went to watch 9-11 with your sweetie baby. Yeah. The, <laughs> you uh, went out yeah. for a malted. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You had to go neck at, uh, at makeout point. Yeah. 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 You, you both like inhaled a bunch of leaded gasoline fumes. Yeah, then you killed nine kids. You were, yeah. both, you were both drunk. Uh, <laughs> uh, college tuition was two hundred dollars for four years. Reject modernity, embrace then, tradition. Then, then you get sent off to Korea, and you rat her from under a smoking lamp twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, she's fucking your cousin. I think it's cool though that like th this was like the promise of America for all of those kids, and what they ended up doing was buying a bunch of like VFW baseball caps when they got back. <laughs> is live until ninety and just wear a big like Korean War veteran cap everywhere. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> yeah, just meet at the Dairy Queen every morning. Yeah. <laughs> Were you gonna just try to play Transport Fever too midstream? No, is that I had to go. I had to turn off my. I had to go offline on Steam. Because you keep getting were, steam notifications, you, you yeah, and steam notifications. This was kind of fun because they also put they did a parody of this photo on The Simpsons. Huh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't remember what episode this is. Oh, There's it's the, the one where Homer trashes the car for the insurance, right? <laughs> <laughs> Here's their big station in Cincinnati. This is still around. Guess how many trains a day go here. 
Oh, I've I've seen that. I think it's a there's a casino there by there now. They got they got this whole big Cincinnati Union terminal, and the Cardinal comes through three times a week. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. But at that point, that's almost worse than just having nothing. You yeah. know. Like it's having a slap assaulted. in the face. Yeah, yeah, having this vestigial train station still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just pure nostalgia. <laughs> Perhaps that's why they got into uh, casino gaming. Mm. Just give a little shot mm. in the arm, you know, in between times. That's uh, it's definitely that's definitely a way to revitalize a city is casinos. <laughs> um, it, it works every time. <laughs> <laughs> God, when are we going to do an episode about Atlantic City, just in general? Oh, that—it's wow. funny you ask that, Alice. Oh boy, that is—that's uh, my next bonus episode. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Am I yeah. going to have to wa- watch Boardwalk Empire for this? Uh, if you want, uh, <laughs> the entire stream will be, uh, or the entire podcast will be, listening to the band's cover of Atlantic City while Roz and I get drunk in the foreground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> Um, but you know, the main thing that was driving revenue to this railroad was coal. So we got to talk about what is coal. Oh, <laughs> well, that's you, shit. It, it, it's some rocks that you can burn it and you get a lot of to burn from it. Yeah. Lightly yes. spicy it, rocks. It keeps yes. the lights on. I know that. <clears throat> Buddy, that's yeah, my exactly. way of life. I'm just going to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm actually the only... I guess the only male member of my family, I should say, that hasn't spent a day underground, and it's something they never let me forget, let me tell you. <laughs> Boy. Oh, man. All right, all right so you got, you got kinds of coal. You got anthracite coal. That's the hard stuff. You got bituminous coal. That's the not hard stuff. Right. Mm. And to get um, all of this stuff, unless you want to dig the whole fucking mountainside open like they do in Germany, you have to go underground to get it. Which, yes. I, like, I, 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 I wouldn't make fun of you for that. I can be underground when I'm dead, you know. <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, ple- I'm gonna notch up plenty of days of being underground when I'm just fucking living there, man. I don't yeah, like it's, not a, it's not a life I'm especially envious of. Uh, just God bless you. God bless you for doing it. But no, no, thank you. Speaking Terrified. of um, <laughs> speaking of being underground, Tom and I were joking about this just the other day. So there's like a whole, obviously a whole culture around coal mining and everything, but like they, a you know, culture, a culture. Yes, exactly. But people will put bumper stickers on the back of, or like decals on the back of their truck. And my favorite one <laughs> is features a coal miner crawling on his hands and knees towards a woman with her legs spread open, and underneath it, it says. A coal miner's job is never done. So that's <laughs> <laughs> coal miners famously good at eating pussy. Apparently, I guess is the message there. So when you ask what coal means, it has a few different meanings. <laughs> for that, what's the what's the other one that's got like the woman like from the like the mud flaps, but she's got a pickaxe and a helmet on, and it says something about. Digging lower or something like that. <laughs> that that's, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, every industry has them. Um, like in oil country, they've got the one with the oil rig going between the woman's legs, and it says, "The deeper I go, the wetter she gets." 
So, I mean, God. it's, 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 of, it's, it's like, industry, it's a lot of horny guys. Which yeah, it's like the guy fucking uh, in those fair, CSX you're out in the oil field, not fucking yeah. anyone for 12 months at a time, making got more money you've ever had in your whole fucking life. <laughs> and then the only thing to spend it on is shitty beer and cope straight. Alice, you're going to be making some weird decals I mean, too. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> we got to get some like horny podcasting details, you know? No, we don't. <laughs> we just we don't. Podca- podcast <laughs> microphone between the girl's legs. <laughs> <laughs> The life of an editor, the life of a podcast editor is not an easy one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, so you you got anthracite coal. This is like it burns fairly clean. uh, So it was used a lot for home heating. Then you got bituminous coal, which is, you know, less pure, pure. You know, there's stuff like sulfur in there. It has a lower heating value per unit weight. Produces a lot of smoke, but it's easier to mine than anthracite. Anthracite's always been very expensive, um, you know, and then uh, comparatively expensive. You can see here, this is a, a trophy the Pottsville Maroons awarded themselves in 1925, which is made of anthracite coal. Oh, that's cool. Yes, yeah, this, because- we talked about this one, actually. Uh, about this team on the football uh, bonus episode all of you hated. Oh, I wasn't listening. Was this before the merger? Oh, yeah, this was way before the merger. Yeah. Yeah, this was... Uh, the, they, they were suspended from the league, but still won, basically. And they, they wouldn't give them a trophy, so they gave themselves a trophy. Yeah, they were suspended for... for they were suspended from the league... For a thing another team was allowed to do with no issue. Because yes. they hate they hate they hate the working class is why. Mm. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, oh, oh, oh crap. I, I just want to point out uh, anthracite coal is mo- mined in your part of the world, I believe, Justin. Oh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, yep. uh, we don't have it down here in Kentucky. We mine bituminous coal down here. Um, and earlier we were talking about the tug fork. So the Tug Fork divides West Virginia and Kentucky. There's a town on the Tug Fork called Williamson. Or is it Williamsburg or Williamson, Tom? I think Williamson. it's Williamson. Williamson. Well, in Williamson, um, to honor the heritage of coal, they built a, an entire house out of bituminous coal. And over the years, it's just, you know, gradually like worn and melted down. It looks like absolute shit. <laughs> I was about um, to say that seems like the wrong material to use for home building. Just no, lighting no, a no. fire in the hearth and just dying instantly. Yeah. No, no coincidence. This is uh, the only, the only town I've ever huffed gasoline in. <laughs> All right. So uh, the, the 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 bituminous coal in particular was along the Norfolk and Western Main Line. This stuff was used for everything. It was used for used in steamships, steel mills, locomotives, power plants, so on and so forth. A lot of it was exported at a big terminal called Lambert's Point in Norfolk, right? Norfolk Southern still has a big coal terminal out here. Um, hmm. Show, so, shown here with more colors than it's actually ever been perceived in in real life. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's gray. <laughs> Very gray and depressing. You can go to the Google Street View. For some reason, the Google Street View car went, <laughs> went in white and it came out black. <laughs> yeah, but they, they went on the employees only road through the terminal. Hell yes. 
Yeah, they just decided to do that. So I like the idea that it's just like Roz behind the wheel and being like, no, baby, we're getting in. Getting (laughs) red teamed by the Google Street Maps car is so fucking good to me. So, uh, okay, so there's lots of coal mines spring up along the NNW's main line, along with coal mines on branches. Most of them are owned by the Pocahontas Land Corporation. These coal mines need workers, so small towns spring up next to the railroad and the Tug Fork. One of these towns was Vulcan. Hmm, good industrial name for a company town. <laughs> yes. Pretty good. Dude. West Virginia has a good naming heritage. They also have a, uh, a town called Nitro. Nitro! I was Nitro, just going to say yeah. Nitro, yeah. And their, their uh, high school mascot's the Invaders. Their arch rival's the Polka Dots. Now imagine being the Polka Dots and going up against the Nitro Invaders. <laughs> okay, so this is the town of Vulcan, right? Most of it is across the railroad tracks from the Tug Fork and from the road, which is in Kentucky, but Vulcan is in West Virginia, right? Um, there were three ways in and out of the town, right? There's sort of a crappy dirt trail that goes over the mountain, right? Um, there was a private service road for the Norfolk and Western that went along the railroad tracks. It was very narrow. And then there was a bridge to Kentucky, right? Across the Tug Fork. I think just about around here, uh, the old bridge, right? Mm-hmm. There was a wooden deck suspension bridge that was built by the coal company, right? Um, and we saw a picture of that earlier. Um, most people get in and out of town regularly would use the bridge to Kentucky, right? Kids got the school bus there. Once the railroad got rid of the town's uh, train station, it was really the only practical way in and out of town, right? Um, now, there was some problems here, because you had to cross the railroad, right, to get to the bridge. And in this sort of era up to the 1950s, 60s, you know, there's a lot of railroads out there that had, you know, reasonably high speeds for the sake of moving freight and passengers promptly, right? You know, trains were doing 50, 60 miles an hour on a lot of railroads, but the NNW was not one of those railroads. So we've moved from shaking hands with danger to shaking hands with danger in a different way, with the other hand. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so since there's a, a steep grade eastbound, you had these long coal trains that would go slow down to about seven or eight miles an hour, right? <laughs> The, the electric trains they used to have could do a whopping 15 miles an hour, but you know after they did the curve straightening, they got rid of the electric trains, and it's perfectly fine to run coal at eight miles an hour because it's been sitting in a mountain for a couple million years. It's not going to go bad. <laughs> <laughs> got a nice shelf life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and these trains would frequently stop and block the railroad crossing into Vulcan. And, you know, they just stopped there for hours at a time, right? So, you know, kids would have to climb under or through the coal cars to get to the bus. Um, There was a cemetery in town, and sometimes funeral processions were blocked by a train. They had to hold (laughs) the uh, deceased between the railroad cars. (laughs) Jesus. Sometimes the train would start up unexpectedly. And like there'd be some kids trying to get through the train, Whoa. and you know they just fall off and lose an arm. Uh, 
Uh, group rates on funerals, you know, you can, you can, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the worst part. Getting, get getting killed. Funeral. Yeah, getting then... killed at the funeral for, by getting killed by a train at the funeral for my son, who was also killed by a train. Yes. <laughs> well, God. you know, it's, it's a good, 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 good place to uh, get in the funeral home business, though. Um, <laughs> so long as it's on the other side of the fucking bridge. You know, so, you know, this is, uh, this is annoying if you lived in Vulcan. Uh, and this is, you know, not a particularly rich or poor town. Everyone's working in the mines and making miners' wages, and but that becomes a problem in like the '60s, '70s, and '80s when the Appalachian coal industry started employing fewer people and declining in general, right? Yeah, because they didn't learn a- how to code because coding hadn't been invented yet. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, you had to. I don't know what the 1960s version of learn to code is. Cobol, uh, baby. <laughs> It was. I found a story in an old newspaper uh, in our town, Whitesburg. Um, the Appalachian Regional Commission came in to teach former coal miners how to operate elevators, so they could be elevator oh, operators. Oh, growth industry! Oh, that, uh, growth growth industry. industry, right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's teach them to be chimney sweeps next. Yeah. <laughs> that is. That's yeah. also like the most committee brained idea to be like, well, you go up in an elevator all day anyway. Why, why not just do it some more? Similar. Yeah. Well, similar to mine. It's recession proof. This guy that they interviewed. People always need he, elevators. <laughs> though this guy that they interviewed was like, well, the only elevator in my town is push button, so it wouldn't make much of a sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Good lord. I don't know. Still, they still have service elevators that are push button, but still have operators. Yeah, you know, the, the guy sits still there used, on a yeah. milk crate all day. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, I'd retire doing that if I paid good enough. Yeah, yeah, you gotta get the. You gotta have to like. Uh, my TF, my trash future colleague Milo, has this bit about how in the Soviet Union, because they had to have full employment all the time, they just hire a guy to watch the escalators on the metro. Not doing a thing, just like sit in a little booth and like even if something goes wrong with the escalator, he doesn't do anything. He just he just his job is just to watch it. I think it's cool. Just do that instead of coal mining. I was a parking booth yeah. attendant one time and you know, you just like give people a card and then like stamp it when they come back and collect like forty cents from them. <laughs> nobody nobody has like four you know what I mean? It's just like one of those jobs that the the, the rates never kept up from like the sixties. So it's like Yeah. Uh one of the interesting things about the decline of the Appalachian coal industry is of course it happens during a period where the amount of coal we mine goes up a lot. Um <laughs> Like there is, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of coal being extracted, but this industry was still collapsing and what's happening. Right. And some of that is, you know, home heating goes to fuel oil or electric heating or gas heating. So you don't have as much demand for stuff like anthracite coal industry gets more heavy equipment. So fewer people are employed to extract the same amount of coal. A lot of heavy industry gets offshored steel mills and stuff like that that needs uh, coal to operate railroad switch, diesel locomotives. Lots of power generation switches over to, you know, new stuff like nuclear power, but the coal production is still going up. Um, and that's because they, they didn't so much switch away from coal as they switched where it was being mined. They're using Powder River Basin coal from Wyoming. Right. Um, 
and this is this is an interesting one because you know if you look at like the 1940s through like the 1980s there's lots and lots of pollution because everything's you know everything's being heated with coal stuff like that here's pittsburgh on a bright summer day in the 1940s <laughs> um, <laughs> gorgeous yeah Just breathe it the in paris of appalachia yeah yes. one great city baby <laughs> So they, uh, the, you know, you got coal dust everywhere. It causes disease. It blots out the sky. It makes the buildings turn black. Very unpleasant. By the 1950s, even even people with political power start taking notice. Yeah, because you build this uh, nice, like, fucking sandstone building, and next thing you know, it looks like a rotted tooth. <laughs> it shouldn't look like something out of Lord of the Rings after like, just a few. The same days. thing happened to Glasgow, right? Once we switched from coal heating, like we had all of these tenement buildings, like uh, like mass tract housing, and um, it like you can see where it's been gentrified because people have just gone over it with a power washer, and now it's sandstone colored again, as opposed to just being black. <laughs> yeah, so you got a you got a series of uh, clean air acts passed. Regulating certain pollutants and dispense with the worst of the smoke, ideally without dramatically affecting business. After the uh, Cuyahoga River in Cleveland caught fire in 1969, there's this whole brand new federal agency signed into existence by none other than Richard Milhouse Nixon, the Environmental Protection Agency, which uh, gave you know environmental regulatory for environmental regulatory enforcement a little bit of teeth, right? Mm. Among the things they went after most strongly was sulfur dioxide and nitrogen oxides, right? That's the chemicals that make acid rain. Some acid rain barons have have been sour about it since. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, and this is a problem if you're mining in Appalachia, right? Because Appalachian bituminous coal is very high in sulfur and anthracite coal is too expensive to burn for power. And, you know, at at this point, there's not so many new coal power plants being built, at least through like the 50s and 60s. We started we started ramping that back up later. And so the growth market was all like bituminous coal exports. Uh, you know, coal power plants could be retrofitted with stack scrubbers, and many of them were, but that was very expensive. Um, you know, people were really getting gung ho in the, like the fifties, sixties, seventies about nuclear power, right? Yeah, right here's, I know, right? Here, here's <laughs> the first commercial nuclear reactor being delivered to Pittsburgh <laughs> with, with the steam train. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you kind of see where it's coming from, right? They're both pressure vessels, it's basically the same thing. These are both steam engines, kind of. This is true, yes. Well, I mean, the nuclear reactor is like the equivalent to the firebox on the steam locomotive, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're both cute. That is I've true. seen this episode of Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a cute Dalek that just like fell over. <laughs> yeah, it looks like what do you call those like little like space bear things? Oh, a tardigrade. Oh, tardigrade. Yeah, tardigrade. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. what it looks like. Oh. You know, so that, that that a lot of nuclear power plants get built on the East Coast. This is this is the shipping port plant again. There's stuff like Three Mile Island, Indian Point. The Tennessee Valley Authority builds like a bazillion of them. In the West and Midwest, they have a different idea, which is 
low sulfur coal. <laughs> you just had to pick this picture for clean coal, huh? <laughs> uh-huh. I want right, this to so- be our new Trillbillies like podcast cover. <laughs> <laughs> So the Powder River Basin is uh, in eastern, eastern Wyoming, right? The Powder River drains it. Uh, it contains huge quantities of what's called subbituminous coal. Uh, and it is shit. It's garbage. Um, absolutely, like, terrible dirt coal, right? Um, you have to burn a lot of it to get the same heating value as regular coal. It's not quite as bad as the stuff they use in Germany. Oh, like the stuff they mine, The stuff they mine in Germany. And then burn in Poland so that Germany can say they're clean. <laughs> Have you seen um, the emissions map of the EU for this year? It's fucking wild because it's like totally white apart from Poland, which is red. <laughs> um, you know, all this stuff is it's it's lo- low heating values located in these inconvenient bowl-shaped formations, right? This coal was almost entirely worthless until sulfur regulations came around because for all its faults it, for all its faults it contains almost no sulfur so rather than invest in stuff like stack scrubbers or anthracite mining or maybe moving away from coal entirely power companies decide well let's use this shit garbage coal so what you're telling regulations say is fine once again <laughs> big government overreach stifling innovation is responsible for the current coal power thing. I, I, you know, for, for all the, for all of us, for all of this podcast being nominally a socialist one, we do complain about the government a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And yet you live in, in capitalism. Interesting. Mm. And yet you podcast on, on an iPhone. Oh, yes. (laughs) That's what I'm using right now. All right, so you know this 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 shit garbage coal becomes very popular. The Burlington Burlington Northern Railroad built the first new main line in sixty years to serve these mines. Suddenly, you know, garbage Powder River Basin coal was plentiful and supplying electricity from California to Ohio. And of course, best of all, there's no there's not a big union culture in Wyoming, so you know you can pay people less. All the mines are brand new. You're not dealing with old like Victorian equipment. Uh, and you, you know, no canaries in Wyoming. Yeah, and even if you're paying people like ten bucks an hour, you know it's Wyoming. They live like kings on ten acres. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so all this leads to disinvestment in Appalachia, right? Um, so you know, you, you, the infrastructure required to maintain the population, uh, which worked in the coal industry. Uh, they weren't, they, stuff was not getting maintained for them, right? Um, so, for instance, passenger railroads, uh, the passenger trains were discontinued on this route entirely on May 1st, 1971, which is the day Amtrak started. Um, the mines are laying off workers, living in a place like Vulcan gets tougher. And finally, in 1975, the old creaky wooden bridge, which had missing planks at this point, was largely swept away in a storm, right? So this left the people of Vulcan with no legal way out of their town, mm-hmm. save for fording the Tug Fork. Oh, that's just exceptional. <laughs> Seems fine. Put a, put yeah. a snorkel on the truck. It's fine. 
Mm-hmm. How deep is the tug fork at this point? I don't think it's that deep. I believe it's it's it it is fordable. That's fine. You wouldn't you would not want to do that if like I don't know. Maybe you're trying to. Maybe you're buying like a sofa or something, <laughs> or you trying know, to get your kid to catch a school day, bus. Either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just fucking strapping the water wings on them. <laughs> like, all right, so, have a good day at school. Just pushing him down with an inner tube. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing too is I don't know if you all know this or not, but much of our waterways in our beloved Appalachia are not. Uh, how to put this delicately? Um, neither uh, potable nor navigable. Oh, fun stuff! <laughs> so no, that—that uh, that, that means they're useless. I mean, if, if, if I can't, can't do drink it, and, you, and it's too shallow to sort of you know enter too yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, you might as well fill them in then. <laughs> not, not entirely useless. You can dump uh, pollutants and toxins in it. That's oh. that's totally that's a good place to put them. That, that is, is one option. <laughs> it's got to go somewhere, you know? That's right. <laughs> so, the Norfolk and Western, you know, they still own this access road along the railroad tracks, and they, they are in, entirely unsympathetic, right? They put gates on the service road so people can't use it, and they banned commercial vehicles, which had previously used the road, uh, from using it, and that meant that the town's grocery store shut down, um, and a bunch of kids who, you know, drove to school just dropped out, right? Um, ambulances couldn't make it into the town anymore. It was not a good situation, right? I mean, that's that's a problem if you're trying to like get your limbs hacked off by a coal train, anyway. Call, yeah, call the ambulance before you cross the uh, railroad. Yeah, that's right. Just in yeah, case. If, the, if the ambulance on the way to save your life has to cock the wagon and float. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so this guy, this guy who lives in Vulcan, named John Robinette decides, I'm going to do something about this. We're going to get this bridge fixed. So he appointed himself the mayor of Vulcan. Uh, okay. Town had not had a mayor until this point. Somebody's <laughs> got to step up. Appalachian yeah. Stalinism. Big fan of this already. Yeah. <laughs> so he was, uh, he was the bartender at what was now the town's <laughs> only business. Uh, the Shenandoah Bar. Uh, he was also a notary public and a former carnival barker. This my, my uncle. This my uncle Donald, essentially. <laughs> when you say former, like was he like an unfrocked carny? Like, did they kick him out? <laughs> they pull his credentials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got, he got drummed out of the circus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my he got a dishonorable discharge from the carnival. <laughs> Threw him, they threw him out of the circus train. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes it upon himself to get the damn bridge fixed. So the New York Times reported December 16th, 1978. Mr. Robinette said, so I up and appointed myself mayor and set out to get us a bridge. You know, because there was Miss Holly, 74 years old, having to hire herself a boy to go fetch a few sticks of furniture and haul them back against the law and haul it on back against the law on private property uh railroad property right (laughs) he he goes out he complains to the county he complains to legislators in kentucky and west virginia he complains to the feds to anyone who will listen that you know people are stuck in the town right and no one does anything right 
Kentucky wanted West Virginia to pay for the bridge. West Virginia wanted Kentucky to pay for the bridge. The feds wanted West Virginia and Kentucky to work it out between the two of them, and they didn't want to pay for the bridge. Uh, and it was sort of strongly implied that the best course of action for everyone involved was to just abandon the town, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's funny because that's like just kind of like our like the federal policy for Appalachia in general right now. Oh, that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, well, yeah, we should just uh, empty it out, you know. Just learn just, to just code. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it was Rand Paul's. Like everybody should just move out to Wyoming, right? There were literally bureaucrats in the seventies with the Appalachian Regional Commission who who said, "Yeah, no, we need to build the highways bigger so people can get, get out of here." <laughs> <laughs> that does uh, that does not inspire confidence. <laughs> yeah. So. In 1976, one year after the bridge had washed out, Robinette decided to go for broke. He contacted the Foreign Aid Office of the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, dear Mr. Brezhnev. I like your eyebrows. <laughs> I built a story you to save the great state of West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's funny? What's funny is this. This might not be so good. Like there was like a communist newspaper called the the Big Sandy New Era that was published out of like the Tug Fork area, like in the twenties. So maybe this is just an extension of their proud uh, communist heritage. Yeah, there. maybe so. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, genuinely, it's so funny that we found an unironic case of like, Mr. Brezhnev, please liberate my people who are suffering <laughs> yes. under capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> please, please send one Red Army <laughs> formation to West Virginia to fucking build this bridge. <laughs> so... As the New York Times reported, so Mr. Robinette decided to ask the Soviet Union to build Vulcan a bridge. He wrote Leonid Brezhnev twice. And he sent the registered. He <laughs> sent the letters by registered mail. I wrote you, but you still ain't calling. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine being the postal inspector opening that letter to read it, because of course it's going to the Soviet Union, and being just being like, "All right, maybe we should get these people a bridge." Like, sir, we're gonna have a real ugly PR incident. <laughs> <laughs> So Mr. Mr. Brezhnev did not reply, but uh, Yona Andronov, who was a writer for Literaturnava Gazeta, which was a weekly, a weekly, formerly a literature magazine. Now it was sort of a new, sort of hippy dippy newspaper in Moscow, (laughs) right? (laughs) Uh, He got wind of the story. And so he, he wound up traveling down to Vulcan at uh, Mr. Robinette's uh, invitation, right? So we had a Soviet journalist come down to report on the horrible, horrible conditions of uh, what capitalism had wrought on this uh, uh, West Virginia town, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> Mr. Andronov recalls being approached by a vociferous stranger who wanted to know whether he was a card-carrying communist. Yes. And he said yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, this fucking Chad. 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's how the first so, DSA chapter got started. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually kind of the point, man. <laughs> Vulcan, West Virginia chapters, chapter one. <laughs> yeah, the fucking Twitter bio is the two hands shaking over yeah. a busted bridge. Yeah. <laughs> now, Yona had done some. Uh, he he covered uh, a couple of events in the area before. He had covered a uh, yeah my, a United Mine Workers strike at one point, and uh, some guys tried to beat him up. And then the FBI guy who was sent to tail him ended up having to save him. <laughs> Liberalism. Yeah. <laughs> Just the FBI guy having to be like, no, 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 but you can't beat him up. That's our job. Yeah. Just because we killed Martin Luther King Jr. doesn't mean we can't miss him. <laughs> That's right. Uh, R.I.P. Jabuki's original account. So somehow, um, the press. At, at at large got uh found out about this story the story right um and so headlines uh quote from morgantown to moscow unquote oh boy talked about the town's predicament and robinette's uh you know robinette's uh gimmick paid off right uh the west virginia legislature was highly embarrassed and announced the, <laughs> Good. the, the day of the day that andronov showed up that the Vulcan Bridge would be rebuilt at the state's expense. <laughs> In the American system, there are four centers of power, and each serves as a check on the other. Uh, the legislative, the judiciary, the executive, and the Soviet Union. <laughs> That's why everything's falling apart, because you don't have the fourth one anymore. It's so yeah, true. Just, it's true, yeah. man. We'd, be, we'd have those $1,400 checks tomorrow if we had the Soviet Union. Instead. <laughs> They'd you be $2,000 checks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Where's my money, Joey? Where's my money, Joey? Oh, Jill Biden bought her husband treats with, and she was wearing a scrunchie, and I'm just like, that's nice. Is it a $2,000 scrunchie? Like my $2,000 check? Where's my fucking you money, You should try and write to Putin about it. See if you can't get some of that old glamour to, like, come back. No, listen, yeah. listen. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not one of those uh, Russia whisperers, but, like, I stay the fuck away from But that guy will have me poisoned. I don't need that in my life. Yeah. I'm perfectly happy here. Uh, he's no Brezhnev, which is not saying a lot, yeah. but he's no Brezhnev. Yeah. <laughs> so there are some folks in the town who were suspicious of Robinette's methods, but they were no doubt effective, right? Oh, um, fucking word. What's the problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Gift towards in the oh. mail. Yeah. The state intended to send out bids later that year in summer of 1978, but no one seriously believed the bridge would be built until the first concrete was poured. Andronov said, uh Andronov said he'd personally keep his folks in Moscow updated on the progress of the bridge and said if the state didn't finish it, the USSR would. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I have to say something here. This is a lot of bluster for just this. You know what I mean? Like, like the five of us, or however many we got hit, the five of us and, and the extra Tom could like build this in an afternoon. You know? <laughs> I, do, I do like the idea, though, of this guy having like one of the red telephones to, to like yeah. the Kremlin and being like, like from like a spy camera, being like, they're still not building it, sir. And just sending him like whatever a fucking Hulk like a fucking Antonov comes like, in overhead <laughs> and a bunch of like paratroopers come down with a bunch of bridge building materials. 
<laughs> I mean, like, I guess it's, I guess it's a good thing that they had this Soviet journalist there because, like, if nothing else, you have to rebuild the bridge just to take the weight of all of the FBI agents to follow so that to guy speak. around. I do sort of also like the idea of like the Soviets like testing testing the bridge by dropping by air dropping a tank on it. Like, it looks good to me, comrade, as like the bridge collapses yet again. <laughs> but like now they have a tank. So that works as a pontoon bridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, I gotta use the restroom. I'll be right back. God damn it. Just go Girl, before so we leave. Has, he just he never does this. Ah. I mean he always does this like you know, there are people in the comments who are like, does Roz have like a serious bladder issue we should know about? And no, he doesn't. He just drinks a lot of beer. Well. <laughs> Good lord. Um, I keep refreshing my Twitter. And the tweet that like, you know how sometimes it doesn't really refresh? Mm. Praying for the guy who'd made me drink a can of Minute Maid lemonade in high school after giving him head so I wouldn't get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Real American heroes. Uh, <laughs> we live in the absolute most idiotic country on earth. So not only have you like had then had presumably awful sex, but you've had to drink a fucking shitload of Minute, awful lemonade. I kind of like Minute Maid lemonade. I use it as a mixer quite they a have bit. Have a McDonald's here? That's the only place that has it, and it's well, always owned terrible. by Coca Cola. Mm. Yeah, because why shouldn't your juice be owned by the cocaine? Uh, Death Squad company. That's right. People got very mad at <laughs> yeah. us on the 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 Kursk episode for saying the 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 Pepsi thing was oh, true. I saw that, and that oh, apparently it's a myth. Uh, yeah, cry more. Frankly, I uh, yeah, yeah. Cry, cry more is is my response to a lot of these commentators. Oh, also, just for the just, uh, Ross is gonna have to edit this out, but oh. <laughs> no, I see yeah. where they were coming from. I don't know why I I'm was back. sniffing so much, man. I don't know what was I mean, wrong with me. I get me. yelled at a lot of the times for like my mic quality, and I'm just like, yeah, I am you working. make mouth noises. Well, I make mouth noises because it bothers people. But <laughs> I, uh, that's what that's what talking is. Yeah, but like the Dude, wrong kind of noises. mouth noises. Oh, <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah, no, that, that's <laughs> fantastic. Great. My misophonia. Uh, sorry to the the few commentators who have already told me about their misophonia. Uh, my bad in advance. Just, just, just beat me out there too. I guess. So here's John Robinette, looking good, uh, standing in front of the oh, bridge nice. being built. Yeah, this guy this was- has <clears throat> never been sober. <laughs> <laughs> you know what sucks about this too? Mm. What about like you know how Democrats are all just like I was thinking about this and sort of about the theme of how how. There was this weird sort of blue MAGA shit and the like build back better at how we actually should because America has always been great and mm-hmm. we should have pride in our country and this and that. I'm like, if it takes this guy imploring to like the greatest enemy of the United States at that time, <laughs> please build me a bridge so someone actually does something. How the fuck could you be proud of that? And I just I'm really tired. I, I've, I've been thinking about I was thinking about this on the drive home all day today about how frustrated I am especially with Democrats' refusal to acknowledge that America ever has any problems. And, like, when they do, it's in this weird, sweeping, grandiose language that I hate. Yeah, like, it's a more perfect yeah. union or whatever. They think they have to be Lincoln to talk about this stuff. That, that Right, and they all, as opposed to just, like, do what you say you're going to do and send people uh, $2,000 checks. checks. And, and like, just oh, like we, just like like, we said, $1,000 yeah. checks. 
and you'll get those eight hundred dollar checks, and that six hundred dollar check will be in your mailbox tomorrow, and you will have those four hundred dollars. Exactly. Exactly. It's like who are you negotiating against? And you know what? Thank black women for it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, it's it's just so frustrating to to see like the math is like Trump gave you eighteen hundred and the Democrats gave you fourteen hundred. So enjoy losing the house in twenty twenty two. Yeah. Like because you're negotiating against no one. Like it's just it's that sort of insane shit that really bothers me. And I I just like I said I, I was just a thought that that sort of didn't leave my head about how frustrated I am, especially like with you know talking on this podcast about like infrastructure and sort of cutting corners and that sort of thing yeah a thing and, which always pays uh, off is always cool has no consequences downstream right it's yes. like i i you know in philly we have uh, pennsylvania certainly have our share of rotting infrastructure it's just so goddamn depressing to look at and i just you know green new deal being whatever nazi communist socialist anarchist <laughs> nonsense or not like it would be tight to get new bridges and to get new trains and to have jobs involved in creating those and like the democrats bullshit nonsense condescending towards people in like kentucky and people in central pennsylvania where they're just like oh well you just need to learn new skills and it's like or 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 and hear me out we electrify out to pittsburgh and we take everyone who can like hold a shovel and we say, all right, motherfuckers, here's $40 an hour. Go stand in that field yeah, for well, eight like, hours. It's, it's, not yeah. like, it's not like these skills are outdated, right? Just because you don't, like, we shouldn't be mining coal anymore doesn't mean that the stuff that makes you good at mining coal isn't useful for other so stuff. So, like, disappears into the doing. ether. Exactly. I've always been confused that, like, folks who say we can't have, like, trains in rural parts of America because of whatever bullshit reason. While they're like, you know, these parts of America are basically big spaghetti bowls <laughs> of railroad tracks. Uh, <laughs> you, you know what I've always thought is you, someone who knows how to like operate heavy machinery and work for long amounts of time in awful conditions, that guy's never gonna like have any transferable skills. So he should probably like learn to code. <laughs> You're never gonna <laughs> need that, right? You're never gonna need someone who knows how to fucking drive a giant fucking excavator, right? Yeah, what they've yeah, done every- here with all the railroads is turn them into walking trails. They're called rail to trails. It's uh, like a oh, they, do that, they do this in though. Europe too. They do that here? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, it'd be nice if they did like only one or two like that. But when you're taking huge quantities of like former rail infrastructure and just like, well, this is for walking now. I think it's kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I'm hearing everything y'all saying, and I want y'all to know that I'll be notifying our friends in Beijing President Xi, our people yearn for freedom. <laughs> so, so anyway, the, the state starts building this bridge, this incredible whopping one lane, 200 foot long bridge, mm-hmm. cost about $1.6 million. Then in December 1979, something happened. Oh boy. A very strange thing happened. Yes. Oh boy. Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan. <laughs> Whoa. It's po- podcast favorite, the Soviet Afghan War. Yeah. <laughs> we keep coming back to it because it's the funniest, I- grimmest, and most revealing war in modern history. We would be living in a communist utopia if the Soviet Union had not done this. I'm slowly starting to be convinced of it. Mm-hmm. 
Brezhnev on so, his deathbed tells them, hey, build that guy's bridge, and the guy mishears him and he's like, what? what? Invade Afghanistan? Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've talked about the Soviet-Afghan war a couple times on this podcast. We mentioned the last episode. One of the things that happened is the United States boycotted the Moscow Olympics, and there was a general and popular boycott in the USA of Soviet goods, right? Now, the Vulcan Bridge had made national news, and even though the Soviets weren't building it, um, people thought it was Soviet goods. Because <laughs> the Soviets <laughs> liked it, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's really just kind of saying the quiet part loud, is being like, this thing does a public good, so therefore it's communist. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So residents of the town of Vulcan started getting bomb threats from around the country because of their Soviet <laughs> bridge. What are you gonna fucking Fuck bomb? What are you gonna get, get carried over bomb the half-built bridge? One bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of the residents of Vulcan offered to blow it up themselves. <laughs> Pure ideology. <laughs> Oh man! Every resident, every resident of Vulcan demands to be like Vladimir Komarov, just buried in an open casket, just <laughs> a burnt husk of himself. Um, you know, and it, it, some of the this is a coal mining town, so it's not hard to get a hold of dynamite. You know, these aren't idle threats. Um, John uh, John Robinette himself was actually forced to move two miles down the road to Edgerton to get away from his angry neighbors. Jesus. <laughs> well, so I say he was deposed as mayor yeah. of Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. The purges start already. It's hard out here in these streets. Nevertheless, the bridge was finished, right? And it still stands to this day. Um, John Rabinette, Yona Andronov, and a few state highway officials opened the bridge with a vodka toast on July 4th, 1980. Imagine being the fucking, the fucking Kentucky Highway official who has to, like, do shots of vodka with a Soviet journalist in this self-proclaimed <laughs> man. Hey, Yona, you're alright, man. So, Andronov, who was on hand to help inaugurate the bridge, said, let them fight over Afghanistan. We'll drink to the new bridge. When I go back to <laughs> Moscow, there'll be a part of me here in West Virginia over the Tug Fork. Aww. I mean, that's actually Aww. a pretty pointed criticism of the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan for a Soviet journalist, but fucking Jesus. Yeah. So anyway, the, 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 the bridge is still there. Norfolk and Western is now Norfolk Southern. Um, they still run the coal trains. They still block the only way in and out of the town. <laughs> So I believe they are now legally required to split the train if they have to stop it there for a uh, long period of time. <laughs> Lest and, the Soviets get involved. <laughs> yeah. They're back. <laughs> but you know, there's, there'll always be a bridge there now. Yeah. And of course, West Virginia and Kentucky learned their lesson about fixing people's bridges. Well, thank God it never happened right? to get... Oh, next slide. You know what would be hilarious is if like... If like Robinette was like uh, one of those KGB guys from like the Americans that just like affected a perfect Appalachian <laughs> accent. <laughs> so, well, actually, you know, the thing is, this this exact same shit is now happening just down the river in Nolan. Mm -hmm. um, 
yeah, there's there's another bridge. It's the only way in and out of town, which um you can't really use anymore because it broke. Um, so you know. Oh, thank God they can uh, still go to Vulcan. Pr- President G, save us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the story. Good Lord. Well, what lessons can it's we a learn good from story. this? Uh, always get uh, the Soviet Union to the do Union. your civil engineering yeah. projects because they stay up. Yes. Um, <laughs> did, a, did the a, was the Mothman ever rumored to make an appearance before the this fight? He was busy in the Soviet Union doing the Dyatlov Pass yeah. incident. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was about to say, Mothman is engaged. Oh, fuck. We should, <laughs> have, put, we should have put the Dyatlov Pass incident in the news next time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's interesting, you know, it's like as a historian, you say, what if? You know, what would have happened instead? And it is an interesting hypothetical to consider if the Soviet Union had invaded West Virginia instead of Afghanistan. Like, West Virginian Mujahideen fighters. Yeah, I was going to say, one, just, one <laughs> is this sort of mountainous, inhospitable terrain, and the, yeah. and the other one is <laughs> Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> plenty, of, plenty of opioids in both. Yeah. <laughs> West Virginian tribesmen. Local, local tribal re- yeah. leaders, yeah. <laughs> Going go, to have an Appalachian Shura. <laughs> That's what this has been. This has been an Appalachian Shura, yeah. That was what the Hatfield McCoy War was. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we have a segment on this podcast called Safety Third. Yes, we do. And we, we like to introduce it with a drop called Shake Hands with Danger, which I never have queued up on time. Shake Hands with Danger. Okay. Today, today's safety third is from high rise construction. Yes. Oh no. Um, oh yes. Can yeah. I ask one thing real quick before you start? Are, yes. Are those wheels on a porta potty? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. They've got brakes. I see brakes. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> the the porta potty just rolls away with you in it. <laughs> yeah, you thirteen stories to your death. <laughs> Dear Roz, Alice, and Liam. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, Liam. <laughs> I have I have for you here a safety third which is so blatantly wrong and yet very widespread throughout the construction industry. This safety third is frankly a time bomb. And eventually there is going to be a catastrophic incident which causes major loss of life with this system. I love how so many of these we're getting have just been obviously copy-pasted to both us and the OSHA anonymous report form, and oh, we're yeah. the only ones <laughs> reading them. <laughs> I am talking here about the DOCA SKE series climbing frame formwork system. It is by far one of the pinnacles of danger in the building construction industry and features a wonderful combination of high-pressure hydraulics, large amounts of stored combustible materials, inadequate means of egress, tall heights, and inadequate fire suppression. It is also used everywhere in the world of high-rise building construction. Seems fine. To begin, to begin, what does the DOCA SKE series climbing frame formwork system do? Well, in a nutshell, this is a climbing work platform. Right, you can see this guy here. 
that allows concrete workers to build the concrete core of a high-rise building. The concrete core of the high-rise building contains all the building services of a building, right? Water, electrical, communication, elevators, so on and so forth. Also, the primary means of lateral load resistance for the building, you know, so that's what keeps the building stiff when the wind tries to blow it over. Oh, rigid. Good. (laughs) Yes. Now, I will be changing details about the site to protect myself, a lowly intern intern at the time, and the guilty. But let's just say this new tower I worked on is going up somewhere on the west side of midtown Manhattan and will top out at roughly a thousand feet above the foundation. Uh, construction phasing was as follows. The concrete core of the building constructed by the Doka Climber would build one story of core wall per week then jump itself up at the end of the week from the wall that it built the previous week to the wall that it would build the next uh, week. I see, right? so it so climbs up the thing it builds. It climbs yeah. up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The core walls of the building were divided into three non-interconnected cells, as shown in the attached diagram, which I forgot to put on. <laughs> it looks something like this. <laughs> okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's easy. Um, the construction of the steel superstructure on the outside of the building and the floors that span across the cells of the core wall lagged behind the uh, climbing system, right? So they, they're putting up the core with this guy. The rest of the building followed a couple of uh, five floors below. Um, the, the, so from the floor, T minus five, top minus five, there was no infrastructure other than the staircase from the Doka climber, which we'll cover later, providing uh, services to the climbing scaffold and formwork, right? So there's no electrical umbilical cord. There's no hardwired communications, and there's no standpipe to the top of the building, right? So you can't fight a fire up there other than some CO2 fire extinguishers, That's right? Fine. Just don't have a fire. Yeah, I mean, well, you think you're <laughs> pouring concrete. What's the fire load up there, right? <laughs> and, well, there were two plywood shanties carrying a crew mess hall and offices for project management. The part of the formwork that touched the concrete was a plywood and petrochemical sheet made of God knows what flammable material. The walkways the workers walked around while managing the pour and vibrating the wall were all made of wooden planks. The everyday There were piles of plywood and planks that one always needs in construction. They were just lying around. The whole outside of the climber was covered in combustible blue safety netting. That's um, the kind of safety netting you want. Let me get, let me get yeah. the combustible safety netting. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, there was occasional wild spill of hot hydraulic fluid from when the hydraulic system that propels the danger machine up uh, leaks, right? <laughs> Did they you call know, this but, the danger machine? No, it's uh, propels this danger machine up the building leak. No. I need to. I need to format the. I need to start going through. And yeah, but what you got to do is you got to send us better written safety thirds. <laughs> Note: We do not judge your safety thirds. I guess except when we do, but um, I, I I promise not to judge your th- safety thirds from here on out. I'll try and fix them. Okay, yeah. Back to the actual recording, but. All this pales in comparison to the last bit of danger. Remember when I said there was no electrical umbilical cord to provide power to this whole thing? Mm-hmm. Well, you still need electrical power to operate your power tools, lights, the office, and the shanties. Um, and most importantly, you need electric power to po- operate the hydraulic pumps so the whole scaffold could go up. 
how do you do this without an electrical line direct to the uh, mains? Treadmill. No, big diesel generator. Uh, my idea is better. So there's a big diesel storage tank on top of the shack, <laughs> the plywood shack. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Which has, and again, there's no, no standpipe connection. Moreover, there was a scantily enforced no smoking policy on the platform. And as a result, you would find cigarette butts all over the place because the workers did not want to go down five flights of stairs, wait for the uh, man lift to take them down to ground level and walk off the site because it would take half an hour to take a smoke. Hey, not <laughs> not with uh, our former coal miners running the lift. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's right. I, that must have been like, that must be a, uh, a common occurrence. You got to bring people up for the smoke break. <laughs> now, with the stage set for a rip-roaring fire, we must now ask, how the fuck do you get off this thing? Well, there's two ways. Bring own parachute. Yeah. The first way is the service staircase, the way the t crew typically goes in and out of the climber. This is your typical scaffold staircase, except that it was not supported from the bottom, but instead from the oh, top. Good. The staircase hung from the top of the climber down five stories all the way to the T minus five level and only in cell one. And right? those aren't connected, so, it, so there's no way. Okay. No. Yeah. So if someone would work in a cell two or three, they would first have to go all the way up to the top where there were no interior cell walls in order to get down to the sta okay. service the, staircase in the cell one. The enormous diesel tank is on fire. Step one, climb to roof. Yeah, climb up towards the uh, tank which is yeah. on fire, and then climb down. Seems fine. Now the staircase being a scaffold staircase is rickety as all fucking hell. Wherever there was more than three people on the staircase, which is five stories tall, the staircase would shake and vibrate from side to side. The staircase had a little posted sign, which was regularly ignored, which said that not more than five people at a time were to be using it, even though you could not see all the way up to the top of the stairs from the bottom. And it would be your guess as to how many people were actually on the stairs. Considering that on any one time there could have been anywhere in the neighborhood of 70 people on that platform if everyone started running for the stairs at once, it is not exactly unimaginable that the weight of all the workers might shear off the pins holding the stair tower in place and send a stair tower full of construction workers falling 50 floors to their untimely oh, deaths. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Though not as scary as, as this seems it was also fun to walk though not as scary as this though <laughs> please <laughs> format your safety thoughts <laughs> it was also fun to walk to the stair walk to the stair tower from the last finished piece of floor spanning cells across a rickety gangplank which at least had rails and looked down an elevator shaft all the way to the bedrock below no thank you this is this is the same principle I have with the like not being underground thing. I don't want to be up there, man. Don't don't make me do that. I'm you can't pay me enough to go up the thing. I stopped working on high rises for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> um, podcasting instead, which is the smart yeah, move. I got into podcasts, but very much much safer. Very few workplace injuries which can occur while podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> On the other hand, I don't know who I would file workers' comp to. <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. <laughs> Second and safer option was to clamber over the mass of the tower crane 
over to the mast of the tower crane, which is in cell number two, find some way to get onto a misaligned platform like the one shown in the attached image. I didn't attach that one because I was confused. Um, <laughs> this is what happens when we add the safety thirds 10 minutes before we start the thing. I need to start going in and editing yeah. these. Uh, <laughs> and while trying not to miss your step, climb onto the tower crane that runs through a hole in the floor of the climber, climb onto the ship ladder types stairs on the crane, and use the crane to make your way down to Earth. Okay, so just do a fucking platformer level then. Yes. Unfortunately, it would likely take the blood of incident, innocent construction workers, firefighters, and people getting crushed. There are no innocent construction burned. workers. <laughs> <laughs> We've all heard them use the Esla. Uh, this is this is it's part like the of Liam's Foreign Legion. Uh, this is just an extension of Liam's uh, feud with Antifada, Sean. Yeah, I'll get right. you, Sean. I'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and people getting crushed and or burned by falling debris to force changes to this climbing scaffold system. Uh, to any engineers out there, make sure you always have a standpipe that makes it all the way to the top of your high rise during every phase of construction. Always store as little combustible material as possible and look out for foreseeable misuse. Hmm. Now, just to leave this one on a slightly lighter note, one might ask, if there's no plumbing out here, how does everyone poop? Oh no! And the answer is, you use this crane liftable portajon. Oh no! <laughs> Good yeah. lord! I've taken some danger shits in my life, but like hanging in air off of like a crane-mounted porta potty. Yeah. Have you seen the um? The they gotta bring it down to the surface for cleaning, but they don't realize someone's. Have in you there. seen the toilets on the fourth <laughs> rail bridge? Yes. Yes. You got tagged in that quite a bit. I. Uh, yeah. Good lord. Yeah, just, no, I don't want to work at heights, and I especially don't want to, like, shit at heights. Although, I guess working at heights would take care of that part for me, because I would just look down and just like, oh, yeah, no, I don't have to worry about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that classic picture of those guys having lunch oh, on the theme, God, just yeah. in there. I hate that shit. <laughs> now imagine... Imagine pooping. <laughs> yeah, all of those guys are just like they're fucking min-maxing the shit. They're sandwich at one end, shitting out of the other, just like perched yeah. just so on the beam. I imagine it'd be fairly easy because you'd be so terrified you'd just shit yourself constantly. Imagine working at ground level. That's why you gotta wear the hard hat. Yes. Oh god. I hate that. Just feels so plonk, bad right now. Clonked on the head by a turd. <laughs> you think it's more up. of a like clonk or a splash? Oh, it's a splash. I think it you depends, know it's a splash. It depends on it depends on what they had for lunch. <laughs> Thanks, Roz. I, I got I got a question. At that height, the shit is it like throwing a penny off the Empire State Building? That old <laughs> urban <laughs> legend. <laughs> but it just like was kind of my question I imagine the terminal velocity of a turd depends on the size and shape of it. Alright, someone's oh, got sure. to, someone in the comments has got to know, because the comment section knows everything except how not to bug me for breathing wrong, so... If you, <laughs> if you know, uh, get in touch. Yes. Um, speaking of which... Hmm. Uh, uh... Next episode's on the Tacoma Narrows Bridge disaster. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. and I think we have we have we have a, a wonderful new way to get in touch with us. Uh, Liam, what the hell is our PO box? Oh fuck! Hold on. Put, put it on the screen <laughs> in post. I guess. Yeah. 
Just, okay. Or just fucking John Madden it over the Tacoma Narrows bridge. Oh. <laughs> God, I'm waiting on Messenger to load to do right. to do. Messi- Shut up. Whatever Whatever fucking MSN? Is also how you... <laughs> what? Who? Oh. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm no. sorry. Should I just put it in the Discord? <laughs> oh, Christ. So, 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 someone oh. said that. Uh, okay. Well, there's your problem. Podcast. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 19106, P.O. Box 40178. Yes, you, you you can send us things in the mail now. Yes, they will not reach me, but yeah. Justin and Liam can send them on. So, exactly. S- send your Never. goodies. Send fucking like hard hat stickers and pins and stuff. And and uh, for that matter, that's how you contact the True Billy Workers Party too. Don't send any bombs because of our communist we'll, bridges. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll go. We'll go. Uh, we'll go drive down to Whitesburg and um, deliver the precious cargo. Yes. <laughs> well, we're gonna be in Kentucky next month, maybe. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, Alice yeah. won't be. But Liam and I yeah, like two thirds of a two thirds of a conference. Hell yeah! <laughs> Come visit um, us, gang. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, Tom and Terrace, do you have uh, commercials before we go? <laughs> <laughs> Um, check us out on Patreon. Um, we are on there as Trillbilly Workers Party. You can find us on there. Um, and SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all the all the good places. Hell yeah! We also have a oh, Patreon. Yeah. You can give us money for that. Uh, I, yes. I keep meaning to do the next Patreon episode. I will get on that now. Uh, what else? What else? What else? I will be recording uh, my oral history eh, of Dip and Snooze either <laughs> Thursday or Friday this week. Grand <laughs> <Dodge> <laughs> Liam, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we also have an email because people were complaining at us how to submit safety thirds. The way you do that is by e- emailing us at wtypod at gmail.com. I very rarely check my DM, so I will not say it. Yep. Yes, and also if you email us, uh, Liam's probably answering. Please it. make your safety yeah. thirds legible to Justin when he's doing it, and the ten minutes before we start recording. Yes. So you know, punchy. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, I think that was a podcast. That was a podcast. It was a podcast. Did we do it. Sounded Did like one. Hell yeah. Sounded like a podcast. All right. Um. I guess that's the end. Uh, Bye, everybody. I will stop my recording. <laughs> Comrade Brezhnev, okay. please liberate um, us. Yes. <laughs> <You're a lion>. <laughs> <laughs>